forced assimilation of their people into those cultures. They were a firewall, a line in the sand, and it's honestly hard to blame them. Everything they knew was being eroded away, and they wanted to fight back. In the early 1830s, Osceola and the other leaders of his community refused to be removed from the area by American agents. Tensions continued to build and violence became more frequent. But in 1837, General Thomas Jessup offered a bit of hope. Peace talks. So on October 21st, with a white truce flag flying over a fort near St. Augustine, Osceola and over 80 of his followers arrived to discuss their future. Instead, Jessup sprung a trap, and every single one of the Red Sticks present were captured and imprisoned. It was cowardly and dishonorable, but it also perfectly demonstrated the prevalent attitude that most Americans had toward Native Americans. The loss utterly crushed Osceola. While imprisoned, he became deathly ill, and despite constant care from his friend Dr. Frederick Whedon, he passed away on January 30th of 1838. But even in death, that attitude of disrespect continued. It's said that Whedon decided to take some trophies before Osceola's burial, and along with stealing a number of the man's possessions, he also removed his head, which he kept for years in a jar that he put on display. Clearly, a city as old as St. Augustine has had a chance to collect all manner of atrocities and horrible stains. Terrible moments, like the betrayal of Osceola, serve to remind us that no matter how far people venture out from their home, no matter how hopeful they might be as they start something new, human nature always follows them. After more than 450 years, though, St. Augustine's dark secrets have been pushed just out of sight, hidden behind a more modern facade. But as we all know, the things in the past are never really gone, whether they are admirable or tragic. All you need to know is where to dig for them. All he wanted to do was run a hospital. William Watson lived in St. Augustine during the two decades that the British controlled the city, and because the military was such a large part of life there in the 1760s, he wanted to set up a hospital to serve them. He didn't start from scratch, though. Instead, he found an old building and just converted it, adding on here and there as needed. When completed, there were two wings, an east wing and a west wing, naturally, that joined at the central house, where an early version of a pharmacy was set up. And for a while, it provided essential services to the British forces around the city. But the years weren't kind to the hospital. In 1818, a fire destroyed the West Wing, and five years later, the building was abandoned by the staff for better facilities. By 1895, the East Wing was gone as well. That old central house with the apothecary stuck around, though, and today serves as a medical museum. But not all of the relics are on display. Back in 1821, an old water pipe